Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coffee PT is where Drew McIntyre arrived at Raw, and then Becky Lynch arrived less than an hour later. Well, I do like these new things that WWE are doing really have gone a little bit overboard. Also, don't forget, without all the commentary and the music in the presentation, it just looks like this. That's weird. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs from Monday Night Raw, and we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. We're done with the Royal Rumble. We're done with the Elimination Chamber. And now we know, kind of, what's next. I mean, going by this Raw, it could be one of a hundred things, but that just makes it damn interesting. Let's up those downs. We did get this massive Elimination Chamber video to start Raw, to the point if you missed the pay-per-view premium live event, you probably could have catched up off of it when it was time to start building WrestleMania. For the always boo, Dominic Mysterio is here and he was going to introduce his mammy because that's right. Still, your women's champion, here came Rhea Ripley. The fans are just totally behind Rhea now and she is a mega baby face and she was all like, well, I went down under and I still whip Nia Jax's ass because don't forget, mummy is always on top. She really does like that line. Of course, Becky Lynch soon interrupted because she is now Rhea Ripley's WrestleMania opponent. And also, it was the start, opening promo of Monday Night Raw. And she had a good line too because she was like, listen, it's really great that your family got to see you win in Australia because now they don't have to fly halfway across the road to see me beat your ass at WrestleMania. Tommy then tried to speak, but Becky cut him off by calling him a kumquat, which really made me laugh because where did that come from? And she was also like, listen, Rhea, you have had a great year, but you've also kind of been sat around as Dommy Boy over here. Feeds you grapes, whereas I've been working my ass off. I mean, I even wrote a book. So given that I can do it all, once again, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Ripley told her to shut up talking about her Latino heat. And you know what? It would be great if you did win something, Bex. Because then finally, you would be getting close to my level. But at the moment, you've nothing. Also, let's not forget that the man always thinks of the backbone of everything. But behind every great man is a greater woman. Although she's not behind Lynch. Because again, Mammy is always on top. What I tell you. Really felt like she'd done enough. So she slammed the microphone to the ground as she walked off. When Nia Jax must have been like, I'm so mad, I'm so angry about what did happen at the weekend. And you know what, Bex? I'm taking it out on you. Because she arrived and she took her out. And I don't mean to dinner, and this is going to tie into later. And we also had a quick interview with Nia Jax. She was like, yeah, listen, I beat Becky Lynch a couple of months ago. So why the flub is she going to WrestleMania instead of me? So, of course, that record will be squashed soon because next week we are going to do Becky versus Nia Jax and Becky will win. Which means also we'll finally get Lynch versus Rhea on the grandest stage of them all. Seriously, you could have that main event night one, and I'd be totally cool with it. I promise you this. They are going to knock the roof off the place. Even though it doesn't have a roof, it's getting up. And speaking of mania, Sami Zayn 
finally back on track. For it was him versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and everyone kept saying, oh, Sammy keeps losing, he needs to stop losing. Zayn was like, all right, fine. And he won. Now, Zayn at one point did do a moonsault off Barry Barricade, and I thought that was a little bit mean. And also, eventually, he went for the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. Did it work? Of course it didn't. It never does. Stare off into the abyss. We really did tease that maybe Shinsuke was going to do something here because he just started kneeing Sammy in the front and the back of the head. But that just led to a bunch of one-two-oos. When Zayn was like, you know what? I have a fit too. He hit one halluva kick. He hit two halluva kick. And he pinned him for the one-two-three. And I tell you, this Sammy Zayn, he is just the best, most sympathetic underdog ever. I mean, he was like on top of the world last year. And now we've moved forward 12 months and I still have all these feelings for him. What? It was super fun as well. The crowd was really into it. And there was going to be some teasing later that maybe Sam is going to go after the Intercontinental title. But I really don't know. That's why we watched the show. My voice went really high there. It's getting up. We got a big old video reminding you that we are getting a street fight later between the New Day and Imperium. And WWE has built that feud very well. When we also got the announcement that we're going to get a bunch of DLC for WWE 2K24. I was like, of course we are. It is the modern day. But do you know who is going to headline the whole thing? That's right. CM Punk is in the game. When Raquel Rodriguez ruined Chelsea Green. Now, I actually quite like this, mostly because before all of it, we gave Chelsea a microphone and she was all like, ah, <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez. What an absolute goober. She flew all the way to Australia just to lose. She also felt like if she had taken her place, she would have won the Elimination Chamber. So out came Raquel. She flexed her back because she loves doing that. Fall away slam, bomb of power, one, two, three. I mean, this went like two minutes. It didn't make all the sense in the world, though, because, again, Green had been a right butt munch before this, and we need to rebuild Raquel into the monster. So sometimes a squash match is the right move. Exhibit A, up. Also, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Raquel Rodriguez, because if you have been following her story on social media, she has had a hell of a time recently. So to see her still competing at the top level... What a damn inspiration. Jackie Redman also quickly interviewed Sami Zayn after this because she too wants to know his path to WrestleMania and he doesn't really know. And then, yeah, we got another of these teases because in what Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, it's Bowser's sons. Sonny himself, Gunther, also joined after this and he laughed at Sam. So maybe, just maybe, they are going to fight for the Intercontinental title. Once again, we do not know. We have to watch. We also made a little bit of noise after this too because Kathy Kelly was interviewing Cody Rhodes. She was like, word up, Codes. Did you really think it was a good idea to challenge The Rock? Rose didn't care about any of that though because sometimes things are way simple and the great one hit him in the face. So now he's got to thwack him right back. Cody also threatened Grayson Waller because they are going to be fighting later. This is where I'm just going to be that guy. Like, I totally understand why we didn't do it at the Elimination Chamber, because WWE officials were probably terrified that Cody Rhodes would have got booed, but that never would have happened. But if you were going to do Grayson Waller versus Cody Rhodes two days after that pay-per-view premium live event, and given all the injuries that kind of did take things away from the people of Australia, we probably should have just done it then. So I am giving it a down. And is that stupid down? Yes. And should I be thrown out the window? Yes, but it's my show, and I've done it. Before all that, though, Imperium did come to the ring with the ring general. This man is never happy. We clearly must have big plans for Jey Uso, though, because Gunther was all like, yeah, listen, last week I almost did lose my Intercontinental Championship. In fact, I felt it slipping away from my hands. Forget all that, though, because he has been the champion for over 600 days. So as far as he's concerned, he's near perfect. But it does make him ponder 
who's next? He does have an idea who it could be because he doesn't live under a rock. And he said a rock here, not the rock. He's not living under Dwayne Johnson because he's heard the fans. Sometimes they say Sami Zayn. Sometimes they say Chad Gable. Sometimes they say The Miz. And sometimes, if you can believe it, they even say our truth. He got such a big reaction. Just do it. As it turns out, though, WWE just wants to do more teasing. They were teased crazy on this evening. Because do you know who came out to interrupt? It was the judgment day. They did the thing. Maybe Priest also mugged off Gunther because he was like, oh yeah, icy champ. You're having a great run, but you know who's having a better run? It's us, the judgment day. I mean, who else was he going to say? They also want to add some gold to their ranks come WrestleMania, so why not the Intercontinental Championship? This is when Gunther was like, <laughs> who's it going to be? Finn Balor or the guy with the big head? Talking about JD McDonough, I really laughed. The absolute best bit, though, is that this is when Dominic Mysterio stood in. And he was all like, I'll take you on, Gunth. I don't care at all. And even some people in the crowd started to chuckle. He is the best character. Gunther just shoved him away and that started a mini brawl because Damien was trying to get to him. And for some reason, we didn't let this happen, even though the crowd was shouting, let him fight. Even in the back after this, Rhea Ripley was like, Dominic, what the hell are you doing? And once again, we're teasing more stuff here because Finn Balor was like, listen, you better go and talk to her and smooth things over. That didn't go very well. When the condom was trying to do this too, he bumped into Andrade. They basically had a bit of a falling out. So now next week on Raw, it is going to be that match. And I really like how WWE does this now. All the segues kind of merge together. You never know what's going to happen. And I am going to give it an up. Because I tell you, I'm going to be up all night going, who is going to face for the Intercontinental title? Because I really am a massive, massive nerd. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As we did have Imperium in the ring too, it was time for our street fight versus the New Day. You know what? I decided I don't want to talk about this today. Somebody else take over. Oh, people at home! It is I, Big E, and I'm here to review the New Day versus Imperium street fight for Monday Night Raw. Look, this match uh, was physical. Uh, we had an appearance from Allen, the announce table, but he was left unblemished. But 
we did see Charlie the chair and Ken and Kendra the kendo sticks. Uh, I don't know if I'm uh, allowed to name them, but I'm just gonna throw that out there. So if you like it, cool. Uh, but we had an elbow drop from the top through a table uh, from Woods to Vinci. Uh, just, just really a very, very fun street fight uh, in San Jose. Uh, unfortunately, the undoing of my boys, the new day occurred when Woods put down the proverbial straps and went to hit our double team finish that always, always works and uh, was thwarted and, and things did not go our way at the very end. But nonetheless, uh, this match for me clearly, although Imperium gets a down, the match itself uh, gets an up, a very, very big up. So salute to those boys for going out there and laying it all on the line. Uh, but I'm not here just to review this incredible match. I am also here to introduce to you a clip from a film that has been a real labor of love for me. Jonathan Davenport and Andreas Hale, my partners in this endeavor we call Our Heroes Rock for our short film Bridges. It tells the story of a young six-year-old black girl in 1960 who integrates an all-white school named Ruby Bridges. So, Simon Miller, if you will, take it away! Okay, here we go. I'm back. What did I miss? Dunno, but I do have an overwhelming sensation to tell you. Whatever somebody just said to do, you better go and do it. And it appears that on the phone to Bronson Reed, a massive congrats to that guy, because he has just had a kid. But here, when you listen to the conversation, it kind of sounded like he too wanted a shot at the Intercontinental title. Chad Gable must have overheard this, because he walked in as well, and he also wanted to make his pitch. He was like, uh, excuse me, Gunther all those months ago insulted my child when she was crying, and that every single night I have to hear my daughter's tears deep down in my soul. I was like, man, Chad, you need to go talk to someone. Pierce said he totally understood this, although he didn't book Gable in the match, so he's totally lying to him. But once again, if you want to start making a massive list, of all the people that could go after the Intercontinental title, well now you've got about nine. I smell a multi-person match. We then come to Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark, who were totally pissed off. They were justified. They were like, shrug emoji, why did Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae get a title shot at the Elimination Chamber? That is a great point. Now, of course, we know it's because Indy is from Australia and it was just a warm and fuzz in your tum-tum moment, but these two teams then went to the ring my word, Zoe and Shayna killed them. It only went about two minutes and Indy Hartwell eventually got choked out to the Kira Fuda clutch and also Baszler and Stark were all like Kabuki Warriors, we're coming for you. So I was totally fine with this, as long as we continue to build those women's tag team titles. I mean, we've just got to keep the focus up and as of now, it does keep appearing on TV. Don't forget, back in like 2022 and a bit of 2023, those belts would just vanish. So we can't do that again, so let's support it. Up. It was our true time after this, so I was happy, and thank goodness he did make it. At one point, he'd gone to San Francisco as opposed to San Jose. He was hanging out in the Judgment Day clubhouse, though, with The Miz and DIY. It was a bit like, man, you shouldn't do this. But what a lovely segment it was, because they essentially said to R-Truth, you know what, R, 
you make everybody happy, so now we're going to make you happy too. That's all because they vowed to get revenge on the Judgment Day, and after some jokes when Truth thought they were Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they all skipped off with the TV that our Truth had gifted to the Judgment Day. Now, this only went about three minutes, but I'm still giving it up, because again, if you want to make our Truth the Intercontinental Champion, you should, or more realistically, if you want him to beat Judgment Day for the tag team titles, just the flub do it. The man is genuinely one of the most over people in wrestling. It was then time to sort out our world title situation, and I'm going to tell you this. While it does absolutely suck what happened to CM Punk, the way that WWE has pivoted, bravo. It started with Drew McIntyre coming to the ring. He was pretending he was a babyface here. I mean, not only was he slapping fans' hands, but he got in the ring and he went, <laughs> we did it. Like it was a team effort. He also wanted to thank everybody who prayed that we would get Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins round number 92. When he did have to admit he had some bad news, he's injured. Ruh -ruh. It was a burst to hear Drew and the doctor after the elimination chamber told him, you know what, you may miss WrestleMania. When Drew told us, he said, miss WrestleMania. Who do you think I am? CM Punk? It's like, oh my gosh, he's the hater of the year. He then sat cross-legged in the ring, which was another shot, when he was like, oh, by the way, punk, I know you're straight edge, but don't worry, to celebrate my victory, I drank enough booze for the both of us. Shut it down. Drew McIntyre had said Seth Rollins' name around about 92 times at this point, so as per Wrestling Rule 14.08, Seth did come out, and Drew was like, look, there he is, the final obstacle for me to become the world heavyweight champion. When McIntyre was also like, man, what are you doing with the bloodline? Why are you getting involved with them? Just leave it be. You've got to focus on this. Drew even underlined that he wants to take on Seth Rollins 100% when it does come to WrestleMania. And when it comes to SmackDown, let it burn. But if he does keep putting his oar in, we all know what is going to happen. The bloodline will turn up at the granddaddy of them all. And they will tarnish the Scottish Warriors win. He doesn't want that at all. Well, the down low, I think he does actually want it. Seth then went into this amazing chat, though, because he's like, listen, Drew, I know where you're coming from, and you're right, but I've searched my tootsie toes, and I've searched my tum-tum, and actually, I've come to the realisation that all this is bigger than us all. Because every time in his career when he's tried to accomplish something, he has turned his back on everybody else, and it always left him with an empty feeling. But then he had his daughter, and he understood this is not the way to go about it, so this time he's doing things differently. Because the World Championship is bigger than everybody in the company, so eventually the bloodline does just want power. And once they're done with Friday nights, they'll come to Monday and they'll steal this too. So getting rid of them secures the future of the entire company, and it means Drew versus Seth can be one-on-one. -on -one. So sorry, mate. While I still beat your ass, I need to vanquish them as well. This was so damn good as well, though, and it did make it feel like a massive championship match. And I think Drew McIntyre actually has to win. And of course, given the way that WrestleMania is going to be set up, I think the bloodline will interfere. They will hate McIntyre be victorious. Like I just said, he's going to be like, <laughs> I pretended I care. I really, really don't. So it really is Drew McIntyre's time. And once again, this was just a fire segment and great promos all around. Up. As Drew is doing such fine work as well, I do want to introduce you to yet another brand new thing I've come up with, because there it is. Bam! The 2024 Hater of the Year list. Well, it could be over there, I don't know. But this is going to move throughout the year, and at number one is Drew McIntyre. Of course, number two is AJ Styles. He flew halfway around the world just to punch LA Knight. Number three is Christian Cage, for obvious reasons. And actually, in at four, I'm putting Hangman Adam Page, because this guy is happy to give up winning matches as long as he dicks over Swerve Strickland. I've also decided in number five is going to be damage control. And that's me looking to the future. You just know what Dakota Kai is going to do. They really, really hate Bailey. When 
went through a range of emotions. For it was Liv Morgan versus Nia Jax, and on paper I was like, well that's interesting, because neither should lose. And that kind of did happen, although Nia Jax did win, but she did so because of a disqualification. Now Jax was able to hit a Samoan drop at the start of this, and it's okay, she is Samoan. When Morgan came back with a codebreaker, she only got a 1-2-0. She did go all Arkham Asylum on us when she dodged a corner charge, but that allowed them to go on the outside of the ring. When they went into Rita the ring post, and the reason they were there is because who appeared to get her revenge was Becky Lynch. She took Nia's head and smashed it into Ali the announce table over and over again. So the ref was like, well, you know, I'm right here. I'm looking at you. So you are getting DQ'd. But of course, because she laid her hands on Nia Jax, it meant Liv Morgan lost. Whoops. Now, we do have to be fair and say that WWE has been way better when it comes to their shenanigan finishes lately, so this did have a bigger impact, but also the way they tied it into the narrative. Because soon after we were in the back when Lynch was yelling at Adam Pearce, oh, I need to take on Nia Jax, otherwise I can't focus on WrestleMania, and he did agree, when Liv walked in and went, oh, well, look who it is, Becky Lynch, you do know everything isn't just about you. He's totally right, though. She did screw over Liv, whether she meant to or not. And now look at the seeds we have planted, either pre-WrestleMania or post-WrestleMania. We can now do something with Liv and Becky. And Morgan is totally justified. Also, there was a great shot after the match where she was in the corner just getting madder and madder. Maybe she about to go heel. But once again, all the stories are segueing together and they're doing it in such an intriguing way you absolutely have to give it an up. Around this time too, Grayson Waller was also yelling at Cody Rhodes saying, oh mate, you'd screw me over in my hometown. And he also said, I tried to help Austin Theory, but I wasn't able to. Now Austin was right there. As we did know, Grayson basically ignored this. I think Theory was happy at all. Now I'm a bit worried because we should not split these two up. And in fact, we should push them even further because they are so good together and we barely touched the surface. The interviews also continued because Jay Uso was here, and he was really sad after what happened with the Intercontinental title. Now, he did have an epiphany when he realized, man, I'm always so close when somebody screws me over. And I was like, yeah, Jay, it's your brother, Jimmy. You need to go and focus on him, and I believe he shall. Drew then decided that he hadn't hated enough on this episode of Raw, so he walked in, and he actually said, I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, you deserve this. <laughs> Genuinely laughed. Rightfully so, Uso then punched him in the face. So now next week, we are going to do Drew versus Jay. And you can already see what's coming. Especially what Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins were talking about earlier. Jimmy Uso will be on Raw. He will screw over his brother again. And we continue on to WrestleMania. I love this entire story. When Cody Rhodes beat Grayson Waller. Of course he did. I really did enjoy this though, because we all know that Rhodes is going to become the guy. And when it comes to Grayson... You give him a year or so, he's going to be a tippity top player too. Now, I did get sad because during the commercial break, Grayson took over. But yeah, on this occasion, WWE showed us what did happen. So I can't make any of my jokes. Sucks. We did also learn during this that Paul Heyman had turned up at Raw. That also he was in the background when Waller was doing his interview. Essentially, even though Grayson Waller got a little something something, Cody hit a dive. He hit the Cody cutter. He hit the crossroads. And he just beat him one, two, three. Heyman did make himself known after this, though, because he walked to the ring and he was like, hey, look, I am with three security guards. Well, no, they're off-duty cops. Well, no, they're suspended police officers. But I was popping massively because one of them was my friend AJ Kirsch, who you may remember from Tough Enough like 10 years ago. I thought that ruled. Paul also promised that he's the only member of the bloodline here. And I was like, yeah, that's like me telling you I only shaved my head because I like the way it looks. But here is the deal. Cody needs to stop talking about The Rock. I mean, you already screwed us out of The Rock versus Roman Reigns, so stop doing more damage. 
He also said, oh, by the way, the tribal chief also thinks you should back out. Cody was like, listen, dude, flub you. He also admitted the only reason he hasn't trashed Dwayne Johnson on the microphone so far is because, like all of us, he has always been a fan of The Rock. Also, they had a kindred bond, given when it comes to their families, they had to do well in wrestling to put food on the table, so he thought they were always going to be buddies. And now look, so Cody is just sick of this nonsense, and this was the closest we got to explaining what he did do on that episode of SmackDown. Kind of just sounds like he was in awe of The Rock thought the guy was going to do the right thing. These cops then tried to get in the ring and Cody was like, if you do that, I will murder you. And none of them listened. So my word, he did kill them. Especially this one guy who got his chair right in the face. Should laugh. It was really brutal. When they're all down as well, Cody had this great line because he shouted into the microphone, the bloodline aren't hunting me because I am the bloodline hunter. There you go, a brand new t-shirt and a brand new tagline. The funniest part, though, is that Paul Heyman freaked out so much. He revealed two phones, and then to one, he said, call Roman Reigns. To the other, he said, call The Rock. Now, one, why doesn't he just have them in a group chat? And two, how the hell is he going to have two simultaneous conversations? That ain't going to work. It was just so great to see Rhodes all fired up, though, because he got me fired up, too. As I keep telling you, he has to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. But before then, I don't know. I guess he is going to have some fisticuffs with The Rock. Otherwise, you don't do this. We are not living in Toto anymore, Kansas. Up. That was really good. And of course, the show overall gets it up, because like I keep telling you, even though Raw is three hours, my word, it's so much easier to watch than it used to be. It's bravo all round. Also, I just want to thank Big E as well for just being the best person ever. So make sure you go support him in all his endeavors. If anybody on this planet deserves it, it's that guy. He is a 10 out of 10 human being. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for the Elimination Chamber, so you can get all my thoughts on that. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. There's a comment box down there. Please do leave a comment. Otherwise, thank you very much, my friends. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.